you probably want me to talk about my thoughts about Picasso. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast where you get to listen in on some of my most interesting and personal conversations. I'm Sarah Samuel, and today we're talking about what it means to be an artist. This upcoming episode is with Jess Kearson, one of my best friends from college. We had this conversation while just laying around in her bed with her dog, and we're just kind of chatting and exploring what being an artist means to us. This conversation is particularly special and personal to me because it gets to the core of a lot of the things that I've been exploring with this question. Jess is able to articulate a lot of things that I've also been experiencing and it kind of touches on what sort of made me want to talk about this in the first place. I won't say much about it because the conversation is long and slow and I don't really have anything else to say about it apart from what was said, but I do want to read a passage from a book that I read this year called Let's Go So We Can Get Back by Jeff Tweedy. This book changed the way that I thought about being an artist. It spoke to something inside of me that was kind of this pure creative force. I think that Some of the things that he says are so universal and so true, or at least they feel true to me. And a lot of things that Jess and I will talk about in this episode, Jeff Tweedy mentions in this passage. He says, I just like writing songs. It's a natural state to me. I like to believe that most people's natural state is to be creative. It definitely was when we were kids, when being spontaneously and joyfully creative was just our default setting. As we grow, we learn to evaluate and judge, to navigate the world with some discretion, and then we turn on ourselves. Creating can't just be for the sake of creating anymore. It has to be good, or it has to mean something. We get scared out of our wits by the possibility of someone rejecting our creation. It bugs me that we get this way. It bugs me a lot. I think just making stuff is important. It doesn't have to be art. Making something out of your imagination that wasn't there before you thought it up and plopped it out on your notebook or your tape recorder puts you squarely on the side of creation. You are closer to God, or at the very least, the concept of a creator. I understand destruction can be creative too, but I think it becomes a lot more thoughtful and intentional when you've allowed yourself to be a creator. I'm pretty naive, I admit, but I'll always believe that destruction would be an impulse a lot more difficult to indulge if more people were encouraged to participate in their own tiny acts of creation. I also kind of believe that even the greatest works of art ever created mean almost nothing individually. If a work of art inspires another work of art, I think it has fulfilled its highest duty. People look for inspiration and hope, and if you have it, you share it. Not for your own glory, but because it's the best thing you can do. It doesn't belong to just you. Okay, say something interesting. This is a nightmare right now. (laughs) Say something interesting to my podcast. (laughs) is my podcast listeners are are you gonna ask me questions do you want me to yeah bobby i'm not asking you you're not my podcast guest you're just my little puppy come here did you ask the other people questions or okay here's one here's a question for you okay do you consider yourself an artist yes what does that mean to you to oh, be God. an artist. <laughs> um, oh, should I, like, repeat the... Qu- you know how you're supposed to repeat the question in your answer? Yeah. Okay, yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That's the opposite. <laughs> yes, period. <laughs> okay, wait. I... Okay, Jess is getting up. She can't handle the question. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's changing her outfit. I have to jewel. <laughs> Just kidding. That would be funny if you were. I do consider myself an artist. See what I did there? I do. <laughs> I put the question in the answer. I'm an expert at being interviewed for a documentary or a podcast. Are you in a documentary? I mean, you, I guess you could consider a podcast a form of a documentary. I thought you were going to say that you could consider your whole life a form of a documentary. You know, I really consider my whole life a form of a documentary where God is just watching me. (laughs) That's how I feel, too. And saying, oh, that's well done. 
Well done. It's <laughs> a good story. Well done there. My friend Francesca did just tell me, she said, I feel like I could make a movie called My Friend Jess, and I was like, where I did nothing. <laughs> I think we should make a movie where, like, your grocery store movie. Put something else. In 90 minutes? 90 to 120 minutes? No, a short Uh-huh. A short feature film. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> but it just made me be like, I want to make a movie like that. You hesitated. Yeah. That's good. That's the whole point of art, right? For someone else to be like, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like good art makes you want to make art. Yeah. That's part of the reason that I'm, like, interested... Well, now is the part of my podcast interview where I talk for a long time. You can show me how it's done since I seem to be having such a hard time with it. Um, Bobby, am I torturing your dog or is your dog torturing me? (laughs) Here, I'll just... Come here. Come here, sweetie. He loves going in there. Good boy. Um, I can close it if the situation really gets dire. (laughs) Um, I was reading... (laughs) He's back. I was reading, yeah, Jeff Tweedy's memoir, and, like, I feel like just reading about his art made me, like, want to do art. Even though he's, like, a completely different kind of artist than I am. In the sense of, like, he's a musician. (laughs) Yeah. And he has, like, talent and stuff. I do actually think that the way a lot of things get created now has separated us from that. What do you mean? Well, for instance, like, in movie, film, and TV, like, a lot of what is popular is so inaccessible to make. (sighs) Mm. Like, we're talking about Game of Thrones. Right, like the like I can't. You can't just have that idea and make it. It's like yeah, like I like that is so inaccessible. But I think about it more in terms of the art world because the kind of art that's really popular now is all this like gigantic, like mm-hmm. momentous, like installation art, immersive art that like is not like which a lot of times is really cool and you have a really cool experience seeing, but I just think about like if, and and what do I know? I don't know. If kids go and look at that and what their takeaway is, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe a kid looks at it and is like immersed in their imagination or something, but my, when I, when we, when I went to Paris, basically I saw like, a bunch of contemporary art and like digital art and like mm. all these things that were so cool but the things like I went to see like Basquiat had a big exhibit at yeah. the Louis Vuitton Foundation and Egon Schiele and all these painters and I saw like a bunch of Picasso who I have a whole like whatever gripe about also but <clears throat> that we don't have to go into I kind of want to go into it but we can do it after Yes, I, I'll tell you. Um, but who else did we see? Um, Miro. Mm. All these artists who, like, when I saw all of that art, what I wanted to do was go and make art. It felt accessible to me. Mm. Like yeah. one person expressing their feelings. Right. Whereas, like, all this giant, ama- like, amazing... Thomas Saraceno is this artist who, like, made this huge installation that a lot of it was like spiders making spider webs and all of these things and all these things about space. I can't even like tell you what it was. Like reading the little um, explanations of everything was like the most pretentious thing I've ever read. And you, it's kind of like a a difference because you engage with it differently. Like you're just like, oh, well this is cool. Yeah. But there's almost not this level of like wanting to leave there and like emerge yourself and like express your own feelings because mm. it's so removed from that and all the movies I feel like are like that now too that people like like the Avengers yeah um there was a TED talk that I watched about this 
woman who, like, wanted to be an artist, but then someone told her, like, she couldn't make a living that way, so she became a scientist, but then she started working for Pixar. Cool. And she, like, does the lighting for For the animated? Mm Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So it, like, kind of merged her, like, science background with artistic sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um... And I feel like a lot of that kind of bigger art, it just is so collaborative that I guess, yeah, like, it's hard. I guess that's true. I guess I'm not thinking of it on that level. Because, like, game, any movie really is, like... Takes, takes so, so many, many people. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to, I think... But some movies I watch, you know, and I... And, yeah, you're right. Like, they spark more creativity in me. Like, more kind of, like, indie movies do that, or I'm like, oh, I have a story to tell, too. Yeah. Whereas, like, some movies don't. I'm not denying that, like, in these huge collaborative efforts, there's, like, a lot of people playing a part, but I just think the way that you engage is, like, you end up engaging more as a consumer, just Mm. simply a consumer of something, not in, like, a process. But again, I don't know, because even that exhibit I saw, Thomas Saraceno, he had this room of, like, webbed this giant room of webbed wires that it, when you touch them, they would, like, um, there would be a, sa- a, a resonant sound that came out of each, and you had to, like, wait to go in the room. I actually didn't even go in there because we didn't want to wait, but we you could watch, like, all these kids, like, playing on them. Oh, that's cool. So that's really nice, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a, I guess there's so much different, ty- like, there's so many different types of art also yeah what do you think makes someone an artist well and like why do you consider yourself an artist <clears throat> I feel a lot of pressure I'm just naming that I'm pressuring I'm putting pressure on myself to answer in a good way make sure to sound smart <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like recently I have had a pretty big shift in like identifying as an artist, but I had to let go of a lot of stuff first, meaning like ideas about both where I'm hit about having an idea of like who I am or where I'm headed. Cause that's been a really big problem for me is like destination thinking mm-hmm. or what I call like being driven by the God of ambition to become something So I think I still do feel uncomfortable even saying like, yes, I am an artist, but in the last year, especially I've made, I've been making things, you know, even if to me, I'm like, well, what is the point of this? Yeah. Um, it's like the act of engaging in a creative endeavor. Yeah. And I think the point that I want to make is that. Uh, yes, I've been tangibly making things like writing things and sharing them or I made these like short, I made a short little film and I, I'm i working on like another series of little films that are like so silly and funny and stupid. It's amazing. But um, I guess like what I want to say about being an artist is that at some point I started also like engaging with my life kind of differently. So oh, I'm losing all my words. I started engaging with my life a little differently, like less like I'm a victim to my life and more like my life is sort of like my greatest creative project. Mm-hmm. And that makes me an artist. <laughs> I don't mean to say that for like dramatic effect, but can you say more about it, though? Oh, God. We just went right to the core of things I don't know how to explain, but I'm going to try. Okay, thank you. Not to sound corny, but on that level of, like, we create our own experience, mm-hmm. you know? I just, I, I had a lot of experiences, specifically in terms of my own suffering on a day-to-day basis. Not where I was, like, seeing that consciously I'm creating suffering, but that I started to see that, like, sub- there's some subconscious part of me that like creates these what I'm calling suffering but what are actually opportunities you know so 
I guess it would be good to like give examples somehow. Yeah. Okay, my really big example of this is that I went through. Are you gonna put my name on this? <laughs> it depends on if you want me to. Um, but if I call you Jessica, people won't know. People won't know who I am. But really, it's up to you. Okay, we, jewel break. we can talk about that later. Oh, do you you probably want me to talk about my thoughts about Picasso. Oh, I do, yeah. Um, which are totally subjective thoughts. I'm gonna. That's gonna be the first line of my podcast, like <laughs> the beginning of my podcast. You probably want me to talk about my thoughts about Picasso. <laughs> um. Okay, what am I trying to say? I. I guess, as all humans do, I've spent, like, my whole life trying to avoid pain and suffering at all costs, which, ironically, creates a lot of pain and suffering. But I had just... We were, we were talking about awakening earlier, but I guess it's, like, an ongoing process for me. But I... Last year, I just had this experience that I, I got broken up with. Um, and it was extremely, extremely painful. And for, for me, not like, sure, I could like paint a story about how like the circumstances were so horrible and like whatever. But for me, the way I took it was, it was, it like caused a lot of suffering. And actually he, when this person was breaking up with me, he said this thing to me, which is that he said, the moment I met you, I knew that I liked you so much. But my whole life, I have fucked everything up. That's what he said. And then, basically, like, I went through all this pain, all this pain for months and months and months. And then I had a lot of stuff come up with my, with my dad. And I was, like, trying to understand if... Oh, I'm like second guessing telling this whole thing, but whatever. You can not put it in. Yeah. Always. Um, but I'm just trying to give an example because basically what happened was like I was obsessed with this breakup for so long, which I hated. And I was just like judging myself so much for all the pain I was causing myself because the person was out of the picture completely, but I was just like in complete and total utter hell. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew that the relationship was, like, not the best really, you know what I mean? I just was, like, completely fucked up about it. And then, basically, I had a conversation with my, my dad. A bunch of stuff came up with my dad. And I have, you know, issues with both of my parents, as all people do. And he ended up telling me, he said this thing, he said to me these exact words. The moment you were born, I knew I loved you so much. But my whole life, I have fucked everything up. He said the exact same thing. He actually said the exact same thing that this person who broke up with me had said just six months earlier to me. That's wild. And it was very bizarre. I was reading some... This is when I was reading, like, um, the Michael Singer books, too. But that felt like this like gift where I just really experienced like this thing that you hear about which is like we recreate Mm -hmm. situations in order to heal them maybe is a theory right but he and I'm not even I wish I was exaggerating I know that I exaggerate like all the time but this time I'm I'm serious like that's exactly what my ex said and that's exactly what my dad said So that kind of set me off on this, like, experience of understanding that my suffering is not, like, this thing I have to remove. It's, like, my subconscious is clearly playing a role in recreating something, right? And the, and the, it all, I don't know how it all, it all works together somehow. We're, like, little teeny cells communicating with the universe, you know? (laughs) And, um, little teeny cells of one big organism, And that sort of made me, like, start to engage with my life a lot differently, which means, like, I don't have to be in control to be an artist, is my point. The only things that I can really control is how I engage with my life, because I didn't consciously decide to recreate this thing. Mm -hmm. But I just think, 
I guess that doesn't make me an artist necessarily. These are like all kind of two separate conversations, but that just has like given me a lot more freedom to understand like what the point of even being. I mean, I still don't know what the point of being here is necessarily, <laughs> but I do know that like there's a way I can engage with my life that like has me more as like, I've just completely lost my point. But somehow the way that all translated to me is that like I am my creative project. That doesn't mean that I'm going to like sit here and I'm going to like manifest exactly what I want to have happen at all times. Cause that, cause my conscious ego mind is like not the only thing at play here, mm -hmm. but that like I can engage with my life in a way where like I do feel like I'm like creating I don't know if that makes sense. Like you're creating a life in, deliberately in some way. Things aren't just happening. You've kind of started out saying like you're not a victim to. Yeah, things aren't just happening to me. Yeah. Even if I'm not con, even let's say I'm not consciously, necessarily choosing right. these opportunities, <laughs> but. Um, But there's a part of you that is, maybe. There's a part of me, yeah. If Whatever you want to, like... Because in a, in a way, the terminology you could use is that, like, my higher self created this opportunity for me. Mm. Even though I went into complete hell. Like, that would be great to not do that again. But my guess is that, like, there will be other times in my life where I'm, like, writhing and in pain and in hell. You know, I just imagine that that will happen again. Yeah. I guess I don't have to d decide now that that's going to happen again. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense in terms of the question, do I consider myself an artist? But I will say that in terms of that question, to make it a little less, like, heady or something, I do consider myself an artist now because I've, like, let go of all the rules of what it looks like to, mm. to be an artist. Mm -hmm. What were some of the rules that you used to have? I just think I had a really rigid idea of, like, what... I had a really, like, capitalistic idea of, like, becoming somebody mm -hmm. that, so, I, that I still, like, sh that I still do struggle with on a daily basis, you know, it, yeah. the thoughts still come, but a lot of what got wrapped up in that was, like, this idea that, like, you know, you read about, like, writers who, like, they wake up every day and they, at 5 a.m. or whatever, and they write for four hours straight. Every day, they're on a strict routine, and, like, I've never been able to do that. Yeah. And I don't know if I will be able to do that one day, but I, um... <clears throat> I saw an astrologer who told me that I'm never... It was, like, the most freeing thing ever. She told me, you're never going to be disciplined, so you <laughs> might as well just stop trying so the only reason you're trying to be disciplined is because you think you have to be but you're still going to create despite that and that kind of like whatever I could take that with a grain of salt but that has been true to my experience yeah I feel like there's I feel like there's a lot of things wrapped up in being an artist uh, I feel like there's sort of four I feel like there's four things wrapped up wow she's prepared <laughs> No, I just thought of it as you were talking. Because I wasn't listening to what you were saying. <laughs> One of the things you do when you're an artist is you you don't listen to other people. And you just wait to <laughs> express your own thoughts. <laughs> and that's really what having a podcast is all about. <laughs> um, there's the creating of the thing. Uh -huh. The journey of that. Whether it's, like, painting or if you're creating, like, yeah, like, traditional art. Like, painting or writing or performing or whatever. The practice of doing that and whatever that is. And then there's the create, the end result of the art. Right? Like, maybe you don't write every day, but maybe you have created a play. Or you have yeah. created a poem and, like, who knows how that came about. And then there's, what did I say? Four things. <laughs> you said four, but you've said two so far. 
Do I sound smart right now? Um, and then there's the um, money aspect. Uh-huh. The professional aspect. Um, and I guess I would combine that with a fame aspect, Yeah, too. I was... That's... Because if you're not making money, but you're well-known somehow, does that happen? Well, I think you can get well-known before you make money, yeah. Um, so I feel like those two things are kind of tied together. And then there's the identity of being a a creative being. But I guess my... I guess for me, this is exactly what I was going to say, is I feel like I really had to give up the idea of becoming somebody special Mm. to even... Like, I think a lot of people end up driven. I mean, I was driven by, like, my need to be special on some level. I'm I'm not saying we're not all special, but I'm saying we're also all not special. But so are we all creative beings, technically? Right. I think that, I think that's the question that I'm most interested in when I ask people if they're an artist. Because I know that, like, probably, you know, what you're... I, I mean, just being special, do you feel like that fits into, like, that fame and profession? Yeah, I think, like, fame and money are, th- are like, sort of, that's what I mean when I say, like, the god of ambition. There's, like, right. this idea that, like, for me, the idea was, like, if I become an artist, I will be special. Mm. And I, I felt very driven by that. And by, if I'm... F- if you become known as an artist. Yes, yes. But I think for me, yes. Yeah, I think there was a long period of time where, like, even if I didn't really accomplish anything in in that route, that was the thing that was driving me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can, like, sit here with this recorder in front of me. This is an art recorder. <laughs> this art recorder in front of me today and say I am an artist now because I've given that up mostly Mm -hmm. like and instead because like there's so many things that we do that are creative you know like what you're saying about this TED talk Pixar Mm -hmm. lady um excuse me if lady is offensive for some reason (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I feel like Oddly enough, I think that, like, giving up this idea of needing to be special and needing to be recognized for it, let me see that, like, we all have different ways of expressing ourselves. And I think that's sort of the point of my story, is that, like, I felt like all these things in my life were evidence that I'm not special. All these Mm. struggles I have were evidence that I'm not special. But really what I'm trying to say is, like, those are all things that, like, contribute to my my full self-expression, actually. I feel like I'm not making any sense. Can we redo this tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) We can, yeah. Okay. But I do feel like you are mostly making sense. But I... And the other thing I'll say is I'm saying I'm an artist, but... And it's like that thing. Like, people always have a hard time saying, like, I'm a writer or I'm whatever. I have a really hard time with that because I feel like I haven't done enough or I haven't, like published or I haven't yeah. like put on a bunch of plays or I haven't yeah. like made a ton of short films or whatever and um I know that like when I when I actually engage in the creative process I feel better like more alive mm-hmm. so does that make me an artist mm-hmm. are you bored <laughs> conversation just burned um no I just like I have like every time I talk about it I have so many like thoughts about it because I feel like there's just so many like elements to it before did did anyone say that they are not an artist no but I'm mostly friends with artists you know what I mean like I'm not really taking a good 
like a very representative pool of like the human population. You should talk to like some I would love to talk my ideal situation would just be to talk to like random people, but I am too shy for that, so I could help you with that. You could. Should we go out to the streets of New York City? One time somebody interviewed me for a podcast on the subway. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Actually, he came up to me and he was like, you seem like you're an artist. Can I ask you some questions? Oh, really? Maybe we should find that. He has a podcast about being an artist? Yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a bad job. This is how you know I'm an artist. <laughs> Self-judgment. Yeah, Self-judgment. Um, but I also think it's really interesting to hear from people who I know, who I consider to be artists, or who I know are, like, extremely creative or, like, actively engaged in art in some way and still have trouble calling themselves an artist. Do I count on that? (laughs) Well, I think you've definitely, like, explored it. Yeah. I mean, I guess some people probably feel they're like, I'm an artist right away. I was born and I was an artist and I am an artist. But I think people have a lot of different... I think people struggle with, like, what you're saying about wanting to be special or needing to feel well-known in order to call themselves an artist or feeling like... I'm not an artist unless I make money doing art or I'm not an artist unless... I'm right, you know, doing art every day. Yeah, perfectionism. Whatever that is, right? And, like, I never, like, I think you would, I can call my, if someone was to ask me, like, what do you do or something, like, I probably wouldn't say that I'm an artist because I feel like inherent in that question is, like, what do you get paid to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get paid to be an artist, but... I guess if someone was to say, like, oh, like, are you an artist? Like, I would be like, yeah, I am an artist. You know, like, I do a lot of different types of art. (laughs) And, like, I always have, you know. Like, I've I've always been drawn to, like, creative endeavors, I guess. But I liked what you said about kind of creating your own life and having that be... Like, I've kind of always felt that way, that, like, oh, we're we're all, like, inherent in being alive is, like, a creative energy that we all use, you know? We're not not all using it to make physical things, like a painting or a table or, like, whatever it is, but we all are using our creative energy to, like, move toward things that we want. You know, whether it's, like, creating a relationship that we want or decorating a house, you know, that's maybe more on the, like, traditional artistic side. But um, I feel like people engage with their creativity in, like, many ways, even if it's just, like, the clothes that they choose to wear or cooking or, like, there's just, like, a million ways. And, um, but, like, recently I went to yoga (laughs) And I like Ever heard cried. Of it. <laughs> yoga. Yoga for the fans out there. It's a type of like meditative exercise. Is that how you would describe it? Um, and I like had this feel. It was actually mostly just like a stretch class. It wasn't even like. It was gentle yoga. It was very gentle. Mm-hmm. I think it was called yoga for stiff people. <laughs> Or, like, anyway. Um, And when I was in there, I just had this feeling kind of overcome me and, like, this thought that I was just, like, I want to be an artist and that's all I want to do. Mm. But I have no idea how. It was, like, it was, like, really strange. A strange feeling. Because it felt like it was, like, I need artist whatever that means to sort of like become my identity and I want to do everything from that place of being an artist which to me just means I guess being really present engaging with my senses yeah create you know like truly creating a life that I want and not yeah like not being a victim 
like really choosing and like taking agency over my life I guess in like every aspect yeah but that's not something you could do all at once yeah I feel basically like I this is something I've been thinking about is like I have um been generally overpowered by a very destructive energy Mm -hmm. which I think is like this sort of the flip side of like the creative energy Mm -hmm. coin like I in my life I've like in many ways I've refused I withhold creatively Mm -hmm. and that sort of creates a backlash of like a destructive behavior whatever it is which for me today is mainly thinking Hmm. like that's the main way I destroy myself is with my thinking so yes I guess I do believe my thoughts quite often but um and what I've like sort of learned I mean this is very like therapy talk but I have like a real fear of being seen so to create like has brought up a lot of fear for me yeah so I've withheld in that way a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But that I'm sort of like, I have to, I thought that like one day I would just wake up and I would be like, great, like I can do this now. But that hasn't been my experience. It's like I have to sort of really slowly build my capacity for how willing I am. To be, being present is a great example of like an area where, that I find extremely difficult. I guess I don't find it that as difficult now. I mean, but like, so I guess this is the first time I'm verbalizing this because sort of what I've noticed, like for instance, something that happened is a few years ago, I started performing a lot. I was acting and then I was like doing improv like six nights a week or whatever. You know how improv people are like crazy. And I start, this is really where I started to see that like my fear was was not so much about being bad. My fear was about being seen because mm-hmm. what would happen is that I would do really well at a show and then I couldn't get out of bed for like days because I felt so much shame at being seen, I guess. Yeah. And I have this idea that like, well, if you're bad, people just don't remember you. Mm. But if you're good, they actually see you and they remember you. If you're good, meaning not that you're like, it wasn't that I was like good. It was, I mean, I was good. But I was like... <laughs> I'm really good at improv. No, it... This, Everyone... <laughs> it, this wasn't only improv. This was like sort of a lot of different kinds yeah. of performing where I noticed that this would happen. And then I wouldn't be able to get out of bed, which is like the opposite of what I thought would happen. I thought I would be good. And then like, I would love myself, you know, because yeah. like other people saw how good I am. But I really started to see that there was like a lot of shame involved. And that, it actually was so painful that that's one of the things that made me... I That made me step back a little bit from performing as much as I was but and I think for instance with writing I was writing about this this morning because just these few weeks I've been writing a lot more and it kind of makes me feel so good like I sort of like fall in love with myself if I'm if I like write like I wrote this poem a few days ago as Sarah knows and then I'm like walking around and I'm like hearing my thoughts in a different way where like it's not so much about like the actual thoughts. It becomes like something I could write, you know, or I like hear like this. It's like me falling in love with myself because I'm like so fascinated by my own mind, which yeah. to be honest is often saying literally insane things. But if I can engage with it where I'm like where it's like fascinating, yeah. it's such a different world And I've sort of sensed this, that, like, what would happen if I really kept up with writing, for instance, is that I would fall in love with myself. This is so corny, but whatever. And I think that, like, not only am I afraid of being seen, I have a low tolerance for, like, pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I have to, like, I'm, like, working on building the muscle of, like, wanting to be alive and being here. And create it because creating gives me so much of that. Well, and so I'm evening my point about the self destructiveness is I'm like, I'm very slowly like evening out the stakes. Maybe. 
I don't know. I, I don't think this is like a linear process. Like my guess is in my life, I'll go backwards and forwards and whatever. But I think that's something that sort of shifted for me too. In terms of talk, cause I thought I was going to hit a point where I was going to realize how special I am. And then I would, it would be so easy for me to be like quote unquote productive or whatever. Right. But now I kind of see the process as being a little bit different, I guess. Is this the question you even asked me? What are we talking about? You didn't ask me a question. I like it. Okay, great. Um, (laughs) So, I'm starting to see it a lot differently. When I was talking about the rules, like, I used to think, like, I would become this sort of, like, routined machine Mm. who sat, you know, sat down at the page, like, no matter what, or, like did X number of, like, acting things, like, no matter what, and what kind of changed is, like, now, it's more, like, I'm, like, slowly gathering these experiences Mm -hmm. where, like, I'm practicing even just being in that muscle. Yeah. And that's why I think every creative act is, like, contributes to all the other creative acts. Like, I'm done thinking, like, so then I can get out of this thought of, like, well, I don't even know what I'm making, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That kind of, like, also brings up another thing that has come up when I've talked to other people, which is skill versus creativity. And I feel like the best example is... The best example I can think of is, like, painting. So I feel like there's a certain, like, skill that people can have in painting or drawing where it's like can you make something look like the way that it looks in yeah uh-huh. real life or or can you have you mastered a certain technique you know painting technique or something like that versus but is there creativity in that you know what I mean like there's like that's the the skill of it yeah which is like the skill of writing can you put put words together in a way that makes sense or is beautiful do you know do you have a big vocabulary like of words to choose from you know like there's that that kind of like the skill of the like the form I guess Mm -hmm. you could call it but then there's like the creativity behind it which is like is it coming from your soul or are you copying something yeah I guess I guess I have been like obsessed with the idea of skill mm-hmm. I've I wouldn't necessarily say I've ever accomplished anything <laughs> in that arena like I know I got better at a- I know I got a lot better at acting yeah like I did I picked up like a lot of techniques that help and then also just the act of doing it over mm-hmm. and over again made a big difference right failure helps a lot with that too but yeah this is an interesting question I think I have a fantasy of becoming like I have like a 10,000 hour fantasy sometimes I'll like um you know like the 10,000 hour rule where like you're a you're like a master Mm -hmm. if you do something for 10,000 hours sometimes I'll like take out the calculator and like try to figure out right. like how many hours a day for how many years yeah till I would know that like I am a master and then I won't do anything for like months because it's like yeah. just even the idea of that is overwhelming but I think but it's like how much time have you already spent in your life you know what I mean like doing practicing creativity in some form you've probably spent well over 10,000 hours like, I think of that with, like, my poetry, for example. Like, if I go back and read, I'm, I am probably have not put in 10,000 hours, and I wouldn't really call myself, like, a master of poetry. <laughs> but, like, my poetry now is, like, much better than it yeah. was when I was, you know, I read poems that I wrote when I was, like, 14 or 15 years old when it was, like, it was pure soul, right? Like, it was uh-huh. pure, like, anxiety like it was coming from such a deep place inside of me like Mm. it was pure like will for expression right like the poetry that I was writing when I was a kid because that's why I was writing it and then 
I began to learn different techniques and things like that. Yeah. And then that got, like, really wonky. (laughs) And I was just writing still, like, really bad poetry. And then at some point, having a little bit of skill mixed with having, like, something to say. (laughs) Like Lady Lady Gaga and A Star is Born. Or we're not sure if she has something to say or not. But that's also a different topic. Um, like, like, I like the poetry that I write now. Not every poem, but, like, it's just much better. Just from having so many years of, you know, completely not disciplined, like, experience writing it. It's just, like, naturally, as you do things more, you get better at them. Which is kind of, like, I don't know. I felt like that's similar to what you were saying about acting, where it was just, like, a lot of, like, just doing it and failing and trying and whatever and then eventually you just like naturally become better at it yeah it's interesting because I really don't identify as an actor yeah but acting is the thing that I that I see I've seen my improvement in Mm -hmm. really like I don't have that with writing because Mm -hmm. I haven't been willing will I'm that's such a self-judgment I just I haven't consistently written I've had a big block with that so it's a little harder to map but with acting when I recently went back to acting like I could see how much better I was than when I started yeah definitely and I didn't like conscious I really even though I said yes of course I learned like some techniques and stuff and sure I could like tell you some things that I've learned but I really don't consciously feel like I did it almost I just showed up for the hours Mm -hmm. of it um and yeah I'm having a little bit of a realization because I think about you with like your poetry like you were just you weren't doing that because you were like I'm going to become a skilled poet you were doing it because you like enjoyed it yeah and it gave you something and then one day you were like wow look at how much better at poetry I am now yeah and that is like helpful for me because I I still get caught sort of like I'm like 14 year old you at this point (laughs) with Uh, writing with writing like I am just desperate to express myself after so much time of not yeah and I think that's great because that means well, if I keep being desperate enough to express myself eventually, I'll I'll get I'll be getting better at it without yeah. I don't have to know how I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's like an interesting thing too cuz I, I always liked poetry, but I never wanted to be a poet, and I still would not refer to myself as a poet. Yeah. I would say that I like poetry and I enjoy it and I write poetry, but I don't really identify Siren. Wow. Can you not tell that we're recording a podcast? (laughs) Um, But I would not... I never, like, want... I don't... I guess I don't, like, identify it with it in a way. But I think it's also because it's something that comes natural. Like, it sounds like it's kind of similar to how you are with acting. Like, it sort of comes naturally to you. And, like, poetry kind of comes naturally to me, almost like I write poetry in the same way that I would, like, write in a diary or, like, something like that. Like, it feels very, if something is, like, kind of building up, it, like, kind of naturally comes out as poetry. So, I guess because it doesn't feel like something that I'm, like, working on or that I want, it was, like, easy, but it was just something that I did. It was yeah. easy to, like, build it without all of that kind of, like, thought around it, I guess. Yeah, I think that's my goal in all... In all areas. Areas. I think that's why I've been able to start writing, because I finally yeah. gave up the idea of who I wanted to be as a writer. And a lot of where my writing came from, honestly, was, like, recently has been... I started, like, writing letters hmm. to specific people. Yeah. Not to be sent, ever. Right. Um, but... Where it was like I was spending all this time writing these things, but I 
am not ever gonna send them and this idea of like not knowing where it's headed mm-hmm. I like that's my favorite idea lately sometimes when I'm like anxious I'll be like who am I and then I'll be like nobody <laughs> and then I feel way better <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like putting something like I feel like that's why I really really resonated with Jeff Tweedy's book too because he I, wanted I wanna read it. to make money doing music but it seemed more to just come from this, like, natural place of, like, having to do it. And it was just, like, what he loved and, like, what he gravitated toward. And I think he, like, probably went through all the things that artists go through. But it just seemed to come from such, like, a purely creative place for him. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... I think that's more... And he wasn't like, I want to be a rock star. In yeah. fact, he, like, didn't... Re- he never, like, liked his voice... Never really, like, wanted to be the front man. I don't think, like, it just kind of, like, occurred that way. Because that's, like, kind of what needed to happen for the art that he was making. And I guess, like, that's part of it, too, is, like, letting the art lead you in some way. I don't know, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I... No, I'm totally, like, there... I'm I'm there with you. I mean, I think it's just like I almost feel like I'm in such the baby stages of exploring creativity from that place that you're talking yeah. about and really allowing myself to go there mm-hmm. instead of like everything needing to be like a thing. Right. You know, everything needing to know where everything is headed, needing to like right. because I was just so anxious and neurotic about like, well, I need to know what the what the purpose of this is right. and where it's gonna get me and like all of that that um I think for me what's kinda interesting about talking about being an artist is like, you know, I have like a job right now that I love and um I'm shocked that I said that I love it, but I do. I really like my job, but it's not, I'm not like an artist for work, right. for, for instance. And, um, but it, I do, I am like full, I'm like, I have all the resources I need now to live my life, you know, things like that. And I get to travel and I, I, I think I had a big, one of the things I wanted to like say, say was that I had a big experience with that because for some reason, I've been working with my at my current job for two and a half years, or not even that long, and I was kind of living in this delusion that I like still don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and that like, um, I wasn't like capable and all these things. I don't want to talk about this actually. Okay. Maybe we can circle back to that at another time. Yeah. It was just my. It was how what sort of opened me up to like. Needing to stop figuring out who I am. Mm. Totally. And just, like, showing up for my life. Yeah. Because I was so wrapped up in, like, this idea of, like, well, and I'm not writing, so I guess I'm not a writer. Yeah, And, yeah, like, yeah. and I'm not doing this, and, like, I'm not... And it was, like, all those things were, like, making me too neurotic to even, like, be willing to explore anything. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I definitely, like, really feel that, and I don't exactly know what shifted for me um I mean I definitely still have that sometimes but I feel like lately especially with I think yeah like the for what what form my creativity takes has always been like because I used to be like I want to be a writer but do I want to write poetry do I want to write a novel mm-hmm. do I want to write a memoir do I want to write a, movie. a screenplay yeah. yeah so like even within just being like, okay, I figured out I'm a writer. I'm not a painter. <laughs> like, whatever it is. Like, even within that, there's so many different ways of expressing yourself. And some people really know. Like, they're like, I make movies. Like, I like to make movies. Yeah. And that's what I do. And that's the form that things, that my expression takes. Like, not that they also don't do other things, but... um. 
and for me, it's been interesting. Like, I think this podcast has been really interesting for me because it's like, it really requires me to like, let go of expectation about it and just make it for like, I've made, this is like my fifth podcast or whatever that I've Uh made, you know, but like all, I think all the other ones have been either with friends and so we're kind of just doing it for fun or I've wanted, you know, been like, well, what is it going to be? And if it's not going to be something that I don't want to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if I don't have this like amazing final end product, then I don't want to do it. And this has been like interesting because I've been doing this podcast much differently than I've done other podcasts. (laughs) Because I'm, like, editing things together and I'm having conversations with multiple people and I'm kind of, like, originally I went in and was like, I'll have a conversation with, like, Jess and then that will be one episode. The Jess episode. Yeah. But after I did that and I listened, I was like, it's not as dynamic as I want it to be, like... Yeah. It's a little bit boring. Like, I would rather do it based on topic or, you know, let kind of, like, let my conversations guide me. So, in some way, I've had to give up, like, a lot of control over it. But also, in doing so, like, I've had a lot more creativity. In some ways, I've had to take more control over it because I've had to, like, be like, okay, how do I want this to sound and how do I want to put this together? But it feels very much like a mix between, like, I have all these pieces, what's the way that they go together? Yeah. And it kind of feels like I'm finding it rather than creating it, but I know that I am also creating it, but it's like... Yeah, or finding and creating just the same thing. Because yeah. I, I didn't, like, choose to come on this planet and, like, have the mind that I have, <laughs> you know? But I like the stuff that I write out of yeah. it. I like the weird things that come out of it. Yeah. So... It's interesting. Yeah, that is, like, actually so bizarre to think about of, like... If you're, you know, if we're sort of these different parts and you sort of are this, like, your higher self maybe, like, chose to come and then, and just observe your other parts of yourself <laughs> being like, whoa, this crazy person. That's, like, pretty What's much exactly what my experience is. But when you identify with that crazy person, it's hard. Like, yes. it becomes really difficult. But when you can observe it, it, it becomes fun. Funny. It's yeah. like the clown. It's like the clown. Yeah. Well, that's actually a really interesting way of thinking about it because, yes, when I identify as that crazy person, whatever crazy part I'm being, you yeah. know, like the depressed part or like the anxious yeah. part or like the obsessive part, the addicted mm-hmm. part, when I identify as that part, then um, it feels like evidence. To me, the way that, to me, I, and this actually, we were sort of talking about this on the train yesterday. A lot of people, like, I think different people prioritize different things. And for me, my whole life, I've prioritized, actually, like, my career. Mm-hmm. Who I'm becoming, mm-hmm. ultimately. I've prioritized that. Like, I, yes, I would love to have, like, a partner for real. Yeah. Sure. But that doesn't, to me, isn't a priority. Which isn't why, like, I feel like the impending day of my 30th birthday and how, like, I'm getting older and, like, soon I should, like, I don't feel any of that. But I, what I sometimes feel like the impending doom of is, like, oh, like, I still don't know who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. I still don't know, like, what I'm here to do. But, so when I identify as, like, all the crazy parts of myself, Mm -hmm. it feels like evidence that I'm never going to be that thing, that Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be that thing. Yeah. Whereas to somebody that that might be evidence that they're never going to have a good relationship in a similar way. But if I can, yeah, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. Because if I observe it, I heard a, I heard a pretty famous poet say that something about, so I'm not going to say her name because I know I'm going to butcher the quote and okay. um, uh, whatever. But she said something about how like it's really interesting that she's made a living out of her egoic mind basically. Mm. Yeah. And that, what that has created, you know, and that always kind of stuck with me, um, out of that voice, those voices that are there, which I think is what I'm interested in doing too. There was something else that you were saying that I wanted to say something about. Oh, I wanted to tell you that my mom, like a few years ago gave me like, um, 
she bought me like the admission to a workshop with Julia Cameron. Did oh, I yeah. tell you this? I don't know. Julia Cameron, if you don't know, wrote The Artist's Way. She's like, that's what you have to do on the podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> explain it. Cut away. <laughs> and um, she is like a wacky, wacky lady. Like, Did just, you go? Yeah, I went. And her presence in the room, she's just like so out there. And I was, like, so tortured at the time when I went. I remember I asked her, like, why my morning... I've written morning pages every day for, like, six years. Mm-hmm. And I asked her in that workshop why they were just, like, torturing me. I was, like, it feels sort of like hell to keep doing this. And she was, like, you have no fun in your life. And then she took the next question. Oh, my God. <laughs> she didn't say it exactly like that. But, yeah, she was talking in that she's done, like, everything. She's, like, written movies, written music written poetry, written, like, a book of prayer. You know what I mean? She's done, like, just all these different... Like, she just does all these different things. And she was talking about how, like, she started, like, getting, like, this sign that she needed to, like, write a musical about Merlin the wizard. (laughs) And, like, she had never written music. or She always thought, like, music was not something she did. And she just, like, surrendered. And was like, I guess I have to write this musical about Merlin. And then she just did it. It was like, and I was just like, I, at the time, this was a few years ago. I feel like at the time, I was so, like, appalled and shocked by how easily she could just, like, go from, like, I guess writing a movie to, like, writing a musical is not that insane of a jump. But to me, it just seemed like insanity. Yeah. And insane that she was able to just be like, okay, like, I guess this is what I'm doing. This My yeah. point was about, like, finding versus creating. Right. Yeah. Like, she felt like that musical was, like, out there to be made. And she... Yeah. Had to put it together. Yeah. In some ways. This is, like, the whole thesis of that book, Big Magic. Oh, is it? I did read that. I'm pretty sure we don't really remember she talks about how, like, if you don't do the idea, somebody else yes, will. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think which, about that a lot. Which seems kind of... <laughs> I feel like people are always doing my ideas because I'm not doing them. But it, weird. I don't have... Yeah, like, I think I, I had the idea for Ocean's 8 first. <laughs> because I was... Th- it, for years, I was thinking it would be really cool if there was an all-female crime movie. Hmm. That, that what it's not a crime is? movie. It's like a heist movie. A heist okay, movie. Yeah. A crime movie. A criminal thriller. No, it's a heist movie. I was like, it would be really cool if they had like an all-female cast yeah. for that. Boom. Ocean's 8. I've had experiences where I'm like, oh, I'm like, I feel this like movie or whatever. Like, I'll start and then I'll watch the movie. I'll be like, oh, this is the movie that I like would have wanted to create. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I guess it already exists. Yeah, that's a little reveal, um, relieving in a way. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to do it. It's already... But there are some things only, you know... Only I can make. Well, I think... Yeah. Hmm. Did I kill the conversation? No. I feel like there's so... I feel like... Um, I don't know. We've like opened it up to so many more things. We've opened too. it up really. Yeah, I feel a little overwhelmed by how much know. we could talk about. So do you want to stop? <laughs> so shut it down. I said I have a very little tolerance for being in life, so we could end this now. I do have to pee. Yeah. Should I pee and then we can like come back to it? Yeah. Are Are you gonna actually eat more, or what is your? I don't have to eat more, but. <laughs> Could eat more. <laughs> Why? Do you have to eat more? I just feel a little like um empty. Tell secrets to my podcast. <laughs> I think that candy made me really sick, so like now I want to eat like. I was thinking that too. I was like, shoot, we just ate a ton of sugar. I know. I feel like garbage. I'm like recording this thing. <laughs> okay, don't listen to me pee, but do listen to secrets. <laughs> All right, here are my secrets. Are you gonna shut the door? <laughs> I don't have any secrets. <laughs> tell them. I'm telling them. I'm telling them. 
I guess when we feel like we're creating something, it feels like we're doing it on our own. Or like we want to take credit. Like I think there's something about, yeah, like wanting to be recognized, wanting to take credit for something and being like, oh, I had this really creative idea. It's like back to your like special thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you're alone in doing it. Yeah, but that, that's completely ignoring the fact that like the universe is like so much bigger than just you. Yeah. Um I guess I on some level never really feel that I did it, but I also never really like I feel like when something is good, I feel like the universe is amazing mm-hmm. and, like, gave me this thing and, like, whatever. And if something is bad, I hate myself. <laughs> so, and that, like, goes in general for my life. Yeah. Like, when things are, like, going really well, I feel like, whatever. Like, like I guess that's sort of the opposite. Like, because some people take a lot of credit when things are going right. well and then they get mad at the world right. when things go badly. I'm I kind of have the opposite thing. Like mm-hmm. when things are going well, I'm like the universe like is amazing. Yeah. Like I you know I didn't even have to do any of this. It's all just happening totally. for me. You know. And when things are going badly, I'm like I'm such a piece of fucking garbage. Like if I just did more yoga, I wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. So <clears throat> I love what. Abraham Hicks calls, like, being a cooperative component. Because I feel like that kind of gives a sense of, like, things are being created all the time. Everyone has intention. Sometimes you hop on a project that maybe stems from someone somewhere else, but you're in, like, a flowing state. Yeah. Where you can kind of be a part of that and engage with it and be creative with it and sometimes it more you know the idea stems from you but but it's just like all kind of like co-op being a cooperative component like being part of it and being willing and being open but not having that kind of like necessarily egoic drive I guess yeah I do think this idea of like being in the flow, which is not what I generally call it, but another friend of mine recently was also talking about that is nice and helpful. Now I have to pee. okay. I'll tell the secrets this mm-hmm. time. Do you want to stop talking about this? I mean, I don't know if I want to stop talking about this. I'm peeing with the door open. Do you think the recorder can hear it? I hope so. I'm creating. It's beautiful. Well, it was already in my mouth, but I'm excelling it. It's in the world. So are you finding it or creating?